Hello, America. I'm Robert Reese, and welcome to CEO Show. We're here today with Murano Sadi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. And as many of you know, this is not the first time. I always look for great CEOs, and Miran is a truly great CEO who has built an incredible organization. But I want to start off with National Life Group. Now, you've been around since 1848. You're in a very competitive space, over 3,000 insurance companies in America. What would you say, as CEO, chairman, and president, what is different about National Life Group? Robert, National Life Group is a mission-driven and purposeful company. Uh, we are focused on financial literacy, and we absolutely love our affluent clients, and we are focused on serving underserved markets, Middle America, which is the most underserved segment of the market. So to that end, our philosophy and our vision as a company is to bring peace of mind to everyone we touch. Our mission is simply uh, is to keep our promises. Uh, our values as a company are do good, be good, and make good. Our intentions, our actions, and the outcome. And we believe in order to serve the markets that are underserved and in order to take care of 100 million Americans who are either underinsured or they don't have uh, enough insurance or any insurance for that matter, they are unprepared for retirement, you have to bring your A game. You have to bring quality products, quality service, and serve those markets with servant's heart. One of the things that's missing in today's society is uh, the uh, concept of pride in serving. And we believe our profession is one of the most honorable professions uh, in the country. Uh, second to first responders, obviously we hold in high regards uh, EMTs, police officers, firefighters, uh, physicians and clinicians, obviously. Uh, however, I think when it comes down to serving the communities, uh, I think insurance industry does a great job. Uh, certainly is, I would say, a, a backbone of society. Uh, society would not work without insurance. How do you reach all the middle market people? Because a lot of them, they don't know about it. They, they're not trying to be reached. How, how do you get the word out to them? Well, uh, we work with independent producers, uh, agents and also affiliated uh, producers and agents. And to that end, uh, what we practice is uh, financial literacy, as I mentioned. Uh, in some ways, I think our agents uh, are, are even life coaches uh, because many people don't even know where to start, Robert. Uh, I believe in our country, we teach a lot of things. However, financial acumen are not, I'm talking about basic financial acumen, are not the kind of things we put emphasis and focus on. We are also a nation of immigrants. If you're born here or if you're coming from another, another country, I think having financial literacy and an understanding how the financial platform works in the country 
uh, is absolutely critical. So the job of our agents and producers are to listen and to educate and then uh, uh, offer pro uh, proper products and services uh, to prospects. So when you talk about, let's talk about the culture. So you have the core culture of National Life Group, but you also have the agents who may not be only working for National Life Group. It sounds like you're teaching them how to be life coaches. How do you do that with someone who you're working with part-time? And you obviously have a very exciting culture, but you're trying to engage them into your culture. How do you do that? Well, culture, culture is contagious. I think ultimately people oh, I want love that. Culture is contagious. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think ultimately people want to be part of something that's bigger than themselves. And I have over 50 field representatives who train, work with our agents and producers. And the concept of training is not just product training. It's about fact-finding. It's about listening to your clients and, uh, and capturing their hopes and dreams, understanding where they come from uh, and what level of financial literacy uh, uh, do they have, basically. And from there to craft strategies that actually fits their hopes and dreams. So from my point of view, uh, as a company, when you have a philosophy of doing good, I think that's contagious. People understand what doing good is all about. People understand to be good means you got to be at the top of your game in order to do good. And to make good, you need to partner with a company which has fulfilled, uh, fulfilled its promises for 175 years. Fun fact for you. Robert, you're going to love this one because I know you love history. Uh, first claim, which came to National Life Group, uh, was tied to a first policy offered to the first client. And the claim came in in January. And uh, I'm sure since you're a fan of history, you know that, uh, the, uh, that, that the California did not become part of the United States until September of 1850. So to that end, first claim came in in January, the death uh, claim came from California and easily national life could have refused that claim because we are a domestic company and the, uh, and the claim had to happen in the United States. Because it was the first claim, national life and its board actually decided to make good on that claim for $1,000 because they felt that first claim is a start of a promise that is going to last for decades to come. That is the foundation of culture of this company. This is Robert Reese on the CEO Show, where we interview the CEOs who reinvented the fabric of America. We're here today with Mehran Asadi, who was the chairman, CEO, and president since 2009 of National Life Group. So you've talked about culture, but in leading them, I've known you for many years, and you truly live by the motto of servant leadership. And you were doing this, now you hear the words a lot, but you were doing this years and years ago. 
Describe what servant leadership means to you and any unique practices you have as the leader. Uh, you're not born as a CEO or as a leader. It is a process. It's a journey. And, uh, and, and I believe it starts with the desire to serve, the desire to coach, the desire to mentor and respond to a higher calling. In my opinion, there is certain level of spirituality involved with the position and the role. And that is why you have to be the best version of yourself in order to earn that right uh, to serve. Uh, to that end, you ask about, so uh, how, how do you keep yourself centered in so many words? What are your practices? So one of the things that I have been doing for the past, I call it 28 years, is a personal assessment every Sunday morning. And I actually learned that from a mentor of mine and it made a lot of sense to me. So I've been practicing it for 28 years. When you are a CEO of a company, uh, there are not uh, many ways that uh, learning happens to you, for you on a weekly, daily basis. And what I have adopted is a personal assessment every Sunday around seven C's of leadership. People ask me, where did you pick up this servant leadership uh, kind of a headset? And no, I did not read some book. I didn't listen, listen to some podcast. I learned that from my mom and dad. Ultimately, you become your parents. So to that end, I think uh, it starts with, do, can, you find, can you find glory in serving others? Can you connect to the profession that you're part of? Because... In my opinion, it is in every one of us. The question is, are we grounded enough and are we leading with humility? Are we uh, providing service as part of our business with a level of humility that keeps us grounded? And there you have it. National Life Group, one of the truly great American companies. What's it, 175 years now already, right? 175 years young, and we have our best days ahead of us. Do you know, I think if everyone thinks of themselves that way, that their best days are ahead of them, what a way to think about everything. We're about to take a commercial break right now, and when we come back, we are going to hear the specifics of that personal assessment. Back in a few. Hi, this is Robert Reese back on The CEO Show, and we're here today with Miran Asadi, and we're talking about a unique practice that Miran has done for years on personal assessment, and you're about to explain the specifics of that. So every Sunday morning, uh, Robert, uh, first thing I do, I put a pot of coffee on so I know I'm awake, and I go through the process of personal assessment and evaluation as to how did I show up during the past week in performing my duties and responsibilities uh, for my associates, for my clients, and for my agents. And this is a practice that I learned from a mentor of mine uh, about 28 years ago. So seven C's of leadership are uh, comprehension, competencies, uh, confidence, 
courage, conviction, communication, and character. Comprehension is all about anticipation and knowing what is around the corner. So you're preparing yourself, your organization, your leadership, your teammates uh, for what is about uh, to uh, be front and center for the organization. Uh, in order to lead from comprehension, you gotta have the proper competencies. You gotta be a practitioner of our business. Once you have the competencies, you can lead uh, with confidence and knowing uh, basically that uh, you and your team have got the ability to uh, innovate, solve issues, and move, uh, move forward. With confidence, you can have greater level of courage. Sometimes you have to stand alone and stand up for what is right. Conviction is about commitment, right? Two types of people in the world, interested or committed. Conviction is about commitment. Uh, ability to communi communicate with people, whether it's your teammates, whether it's people from outside, in ways that they can actually understand what the heck it is that you're talking about versus talking over them. And also being a good listener uh, is absolutely paramount to appropriate leadership. And of course, character is the wrapper around everything. The question becomes, are you leading with character? or are you uh, practicing situational ethic? Or you're always leading with ethics and what makes sense and doing the right thing for the company, for your teammates, and for your clients. So it's a unique, unique experience, Robert, where it helps you assess and improve. None of us are a finished product. And to that end, every day we want to get better. As a matter of fact, one of the things, uh, I know you're a dad and you would relate to this. One of the things I tell my boys is that I hope you're a better father than I have ever been because that's the way the world has got to work. You have to be the better version of your parents. Can, can I ask, how long does it take? So you got your pot of coffee and you have a journal, so you're writing things down. Is this about... A half hour or how long does it take you usually on a Sunday morning? I depends what I had I've had going on prior week, right? Some weeks uh, are extremely heavy, others are heavy. Uh, I would say it can take anywhere from forty five minutes to seventy five minutes. Mm. And do you ever review your notes or do you ever share them, or is this purely introspective? It is introspective. And also, uh, it's either a curse or a blessing. I have a pretty decent memory. And one of the things I believe in, you cannot BS yourself. Uh, and you got to remember and you got to uh, improve and implement and show up better every single day. So, um, it's a great practice you have. There's another practice you have that I think CEOs could also learn from, where you'll go into the gym at like 5 a.m. and you'll actually spend time with And you're, Even though we're on radio, I see you smiling on Zoom. Talk about what that practice, how you started that, 
and the the importance of a practice like that. Because I think a lot of CEOs, six hundred thousand listening in, a lot of CEOs can learn from that. Well, for many years, I start my day by uh, going to the gym and working out, and uh, I, I'm a firm believer that in order to be the best version of yourself, it's not just physical, it's also, also mental. Uh, people ask me, man, you are so committed to your workout in the morning, and I tell them it's so I can clear my head. So for me, it's more mental than physical, and it's something I've been doing for a very long time, and it, very, it, it really tees up my day. Uh, one of the benefits of doing that uh, first thing in the morning uh, we have a gym at both of our offices in Vermont and Texas, and uh, I have a privilege of uh, interacting and hanging out and working out with my teammates. And it's an amazing uh, opportunity to learn about them and also learn about what they are working, uh, working on. And one of my uh, uh, favorite reasons behind that, Robert, is the fact that when, they're, when people are working out and they're in their gym clothes and they're sweating, they're going to be very straightforward with you, especially 5.30 in the morning. There's no BS involved. You get the true version of truth, and, uh, and it works. It works beautifully, and it's a great way to meet uh, new associates. How could you take mission-driven? What advice do you have CEOs that might be ubiquitous for any organization of how they could turn their company to become completely mission-driven. And by the way, anyone who looks up National Life Group, all the things they've done given back to society in every way, from the floods in Vermont, they have these huge rallies about doing good and making good. Everything they do is about that. But not everyone has that opportunity, Mehran. So what advice do you have to any CEO on how you could help lead your team to become mission-driven? Robert, I happen to think every CEO, every leader, every business owner actually does have that opportunity. Many of us are in service businesses, and there is a reason behind products, services, uh, and, uh, and many professions. The question is, are you stepping back and thinking about the why behind what we do versus what you do and how you do it. Often, I think as leaders, we focus on the what and the how. And to that end, I think you have to find that rationale behind uh, every profession. So I, I wanna thank you, Mehran, but um, I wanna tell everyone, here's four points to think about. If you're a CEO, you cannot BS yourself. If you're a salesperson, become a life coach. Anyone can use these. And for everyone else, two things. Number one, culture is contagious. And number two, take your organization, just like Mehran did with National Life Group, so it is truly a mission-driven company. Great having you on the show. Thank you. It's always my pleasure, Robert.